Hey guys, welcome back. It's Mountain Meditations. So after a brief hiatus, we've returned from the dead. Uh, a slight holiday vacation for both of us. Um, how you doing, Tristan? What's going on? Uh, I'm all right. Chris was not joking. I actually literally was dead. Unfortunately, yeah. God thought that that was just too good for me. And now I am unfortunately back. My bad, everybody. I pulled that monster reborn. I brought him back for us. I thought um, that so- card was banned. Uh, I don't know where the <laughs> fuck he gets off doing that. <laughs> Finally so, did what I wanted to do, just died. <laughs> Tristan, focus. We don't have time for this right now. I miss my dad. Today, what are we talking about? <laughs> We're doing Why Is YouTube Popular? You might YouTube. know YouTube from our YouTube channel. Chris, do you want to talk about our YouTube channel? Yeah, what, what is that? It's called Mountain Meditations. We are migrating to YouTube uh, so that we have a better platform with which to post our content. Uh, we are going yeah. to be launching a website very soon. Uh, mm-hmm. Stay tuned. More content coming. We're going to be making videos. We're going to be writing articles. We're going to be doing a lot of stuff. T- stay tuned, everybody. Yeah, so YouTube is, first of all, one of the biggest sites on the internet, and it is highly, highly popular. So, you know, when you you ask, like, how many people use YouTube, it's like 1.3 billion users, I believe. Yeah, and for a really good reason. YouTube's great. It is really great. Um, So, like, 300 hours of video or something like that are uploaded to YouTube every single minute. So you have content creators from literally every walk of life, every part of the planet are uploading content as we speak right now. Yeah, and you can go into YouTube and find anything. Do you want to find Larry Wheels overhead pressing literally God? You can find that. (laughs) Or if you're like me and you have some computer problems occasionally, there are tutorials to fix anything. And that's one of the biggest reasons. YouTube is legitimately really helpful in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's actually how I learned most of, like, lifting, you know, how I learned how to work out, how I learned how to play Smash. Um, oh, yeah. How I, it's, it's like how I learned... So I went to school for graphic design, and I used YouTube more for my Photoshop, After Effects, InDesign, uh, Premiere help than I used my actual professors. And it was much more useful than they were and much less expensive. So I would actually suggest that for any of you thinking of going to college. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, should, you should go to college. You have the ability, but you shouldn't disregard a learning tool as great as YouTube. Right. Um, I went to college, am still going to college for computer science. And the way I first learned how to program, because they didn't have programming, sc- programming classes in my middle school, I first learned a program from YouTube tutorials, and that's what made me really want to be a software engineer. And the great thing about learning to program over YouTube is that I can rewind, fast forward, pause anything I don't understand, and learn more about it. You were programming in middle school? I started learning Java when I was 12 years old. Yeah, 12 years old. When I was 12, I was like picking my nose like what (laughs) i I started (laughs) learning how to program when i was about 12 years old because i wanted to make an app and get a lot of money from it 
Oh, like YouTube. Like YouTube. And that's, oh, that's another, another reason why yeah. YouTube is... What a segue. Good shit, Chris. <laughs> another reason why YouTube is so popular. They do, in a couple of ways, support their creators. Now, there's a lot of uh, stuff to do with that. It's not as simple as they support their creators. Everybody, a lot of people know about the adpocalypse, where a lot of people's uh, revenue from advertisements on their videos got cut or gone completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do have some very specific, well, actually, that's the problem. They have sp- they have standards that are not specific to which videos will and will not get demonetized. Yeah. And but- I'm actually going to take YouTube's side on this one. Let me explain. YouTube is one of the biggest websites on the internet. And to run YouTube, they need a lot of space to store the videos because they need to be able to store the videos in order to send them to you. 300 hours worth of video getting uploaded every single day. They're going to need to buy a lot of hard drives. They're going to need to have huge server farms. And that's going to cost a lot of money. They have to be careful with who they share their money with because Mm -hmm. contrary to popular belief, uh, as of the last time I researched this, Google has never once made a profit off of YouTube. It has been a net loss since its inception, Whoa. or since Google bought it, excuse me. Even if Google does turn a profit, it's at a very high expense. Dang. So to a great extent, and to possibly some of their detriment, they support creators. There's a way to make money off of YouTube. Mm-hmm. For every single person. You know, yeah, you, you can make an actual living. You can become rich off of YouTube. It's a strange community that is almost, I, in a weird way, like opened up jobs for people. You know, it's like we, when we talk about opening up jobs for Americans, you don't bring up <laughs> YouTube. But I'd almost say that you could you could say that. Thank goodness we got Logan Paul, a good career, <laughs> filming dead people in a forest. And that leads me to a point. There are bad people on YouTube. No one's denied that. There's bad content on YouTube. No one's denying it. Oh, yeah. But if you look at the overall quality, if you really search out and look for quality YouTube content, you'll find it. Uh, mm-hmm. They have an algorithm specifically designed to do that. And Chris and I have uh, slightly differing opinions on this algorithm. I've never noticed that the algorithm is that great at defining what I want to watch. I guess I have a very, I'd say I have a very specific kind of video that I like. And, uh, but all my favorite YouTube channels have come from the recommended page, have come from like the recommended for you. Never, it's never been from the trending page. So I've been from the recommended and like most of those videos, I don't end up liking. It's very hit or miss, Mm. but when it hits, it really hits. And I really fall in love with the creator and the content that they put out. Maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm easy to please or something, but it's like, the, the things that I find are always in the, the recommended side. And I'm like, oh, I don't, you know, I've heard of this person. Um, it, it happens mostly with the fitness YouTubers because they're all somewhat connected in some way. Um, but I, I think it's a really good algorithm, in my opinion, um, because every time I check YouTube, like I go to the homepage, you know, um, right. or my homepage, you know, at, which is specifically catered towards me. And I see all the things that they get for me, which are, uh, based off of my, uh, search and watch history. And I don't know, it, it usually does pretty well. Most of it is just related to like, you know, podcast lifting, melee, etc. cetera. Uh, it ter- usually turns out pretty well. So I, I like the, when you brought up like quality, um, just the quality of content, 
Um, you know, you can, you can watch YouTube videos all day. Like I have, I've talked to friends about this <laughs> and I am one of them. You can stay up all night watching YouTube videos and you actually learn a lot from it. It's not like you're, I mean, you are kind of wasting your time, but at the same time, like at the end, you know, every conspiracy theory, you know, on the planet by the end of the night. And that's learning something. <laughs> yeah. YouTube turned me into a flat earther. But on a, on, a more, on a more serious note, I want to talk about another thing that I really like with YouTube, and that's uh, its stability. I remember mm, yeah. very specifically the last time YouTube went down. And that's only because I had never actually seen that before in my entire life. Uh, I'm not like super duper into YouTube. I probably watch a few videos like every day but I'm not constantly combing through it. But I really can't remember that time, except for that one time a couple months ago that YouTube was actually down. Not only does it deliver videos that are very high technical quality, I believe they support up to like 4K now. They support 4K videos, yeah, I believe. 60 do. frames yeah. per second, 4K. Oh, That's, there was even something. Have you seen uh, Frank Yang before? He's he's the... He's, I know he's exactly crazy. who Frank Yang is. Yeah, okay, good. You showed me Frank so, Yang. I did actually. Yeah. Um, so he does one video. You can do like 3d type stuff where you can set up a camera, not 3d, um, like 360 where you can oh, yeah, like, yeah. go exactly around what you're in the about. video, the, three, the 360 degree camera. Yeah. And you can control like where you're going in there. So it's like YouTube, it, it had the only limit is that it's a video. Like you take it from there. You can do whatever you want. You know, it's crazy. YouTube's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> YouTube is actually, I've been designing websites for a while. YouTube is just insane. Yeah. And as you go on, like as you, as we go further, so there are lots of senses involved with it, you know, and I think that's part of learning. I was talking to you about this before, like exactly. something your, your teachers did when you were younger is they tried to get as many senses involved as they could. So you could learn something, you know, they'd have you stick your hands in clay and say, Hey, look, this is what the United States looks like. And then you would remember it. So it's the same thing with YouTube. Like you get on the website, you're seeing and you're hearing. Um, and now, you know, the further we go, you will be able to interact. And that's part of it is that the community interacts. And I was going to compare YouTube to Vimeo, which is another um, website that I use personally. It's a, also a video um, website. And the difference between Vimeo and YouTube is the fact that YouTube has such a strong community, such a strong user base. When you go to a YouTube video, you scroll down to the comments, even though you know that they're going to be stupid. YouTube comments are like the <laughs> cesspool of the internet. And, and it, you it know can that. be endearing in a way. Yeah. And sometimes there are really clever conversations going on below, and but you just have to check because yeah. the community is so strong. You know, these people are there. It's the same people every time watching the same videos. Like you'll recognize people's usernames and be like, oh, that's that guy from that other video. So it's like you're all these like strange, distant friends sitting around watching things together and, <laughs> you know, arguing with each other. And like the difference between YouTube and Vimeo would be that the the users are so much more active, even the ones that don't make videos. I'd say Vimeo is probably more for the people like, see, what I use it for is portfolio pieces. When I make a video, I want to show in my portfolio that I am good at editing, you know, I'm good at designing, all that stuff. It's for showing off. It's like, and it's for short films. If you're going to submit a short film to a contest, I would say use Vimeo. Uh, it's for more professional things like that. But YouTube, when you want the community, 
you know, when you want, um, when you want to be your most creative, when you want to connect with people, YouTube 100%. Exactly. And speaking of the users, this is going into the, the last thing that I had that I could think of. Uh, YouTube is the most popular, which mm -hmm. does essentially give it a leg up. If you're a mm -hmm. content creator and you want to uh, make money or just have your work out there, you're going to go to the video sharing website with the highest amount of user base. That's the most yeah. eyes. You can get the most people looking at the content that you worked on. Mm -hmm. And that does help because that means the best content creators are probably going to have something on YouTube. It's the most popular right. sharing uh, video sharing website, I believe, for a couple of pretty good reasons. And the fact that it is more popular actually helps it a lot in a weird way. It's it's the rich get richer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it just it really it, is. It was good. And that gave it the the funds and the attention to become better. Yeah. So when, when we're talking about YouTube videos, what would you say that you personally, since, you know... Oh, are we done kissing YouTube's ass now? Are they going to put us yeah, on trending? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, like I said, what? I have a, some very specific taste that kind yeah, of... There is well, definitely a meta, a meta with YouTube. Um, oh, yeah. A meta to what content is, like, popular. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, a lot of what I like goes against the meta. One of the very popular meta things is an upload schedule. I could mm. not possibly care less about an upload schedule. I, I don't care. With this, by the way. I don't care when the videos are coming out. I just want a good video because I've got stuff to do. I I'm not <laughs> sitting at my computer. 11:59. It's like Tuesday. They're gonna post that banger. <laughs> Tuesday. They're gonna post it. No. I, and my best videos really reflect not having any kind of upload schedule <laughs> or my best chat or my favorite channels. I really like, uh, very high quality videos. I like some specific subjects. I like movies. I like video games. I like lifting. Mm -hmm. And what I look for in a YouTube channel is videos that I find enjoyable and rewatchable. Uh, I look for audio visual quality, yes. humor, and I look for length because I'm not trying to, I'm not, I'm not a one pump chump. I'm not going to, I want to be here for at least 10 to 15 minutes watching a video. I don't know why, but I, I prefer longer videos. I get that uh, for some reason. I used to not be that way. I'd be like, what, 10 minutes? You're really going to make me watch that? But now I'm like, oh yeah, what, only three minutes? Like what? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and I, I really like uh, originality and creativity mm -hmm. and talk about something that is it necessarily popular? I remember, uh, I have one specific example. There's this YouTuber named Fousey Uh, I've never watched mm -hmm. him and I, from what I've seen, I never will. Uh, <laughs> and he held some charity concert and it went horribly. And I saw, I watched a video on it from PewDiePie. You might mm -hmm. have heard of him. Oh. And once I watched that video, I saw like five or six other videos from different guys. And it was basically the same format of video. It was like some guy sitting in a chair talking about what happened at this concert. And mm -hmm. it's, it's just like, but I've watched this video. I know what happens. It's like the only thing that was different, they made some different jokes. But between PewDiePie and PyroCynical and all the others none of them were really that much more funny than the other ones. And I knew it was mm -hmm. going to happen to FouseyTube. I, I knew like what the video was going to be about. So I really like it when a video uh, takes its own unique turn. I like it when 
the person is very personable. I like to, uh, for a, a video, a video game and a movie reviewer that I like, I like to play a game and they will just think, oh yeah, this person would hate this game or this person would love this game <laughs> mm-hmm. because I watch a lot of review channels. I really do. And I like that because, uh, it's kind of like we have similar tastes. So I know that if he recommends something, it's something that I'm going to like. Mm-hmm. And that way I can find more things that I like. Yeah. What about you, Chris? So, okay, so some of the things I look for uh, are a little bit different than yours, I'd say. Um, but one thing we had in common is that, like, the personality itself. So, the right. you know, most channels are run by, you know, it, it has one personality. So you mentioned yeah. PewDiePie. The thing I like about PewDiePie and the thing I like about YouTube is the fact that, like, I think it's interesting. Sometimes I'll be watching people's reactions to something happening and, like, that's why it's it, it's just funny to me. It's like instead of reacting myself, I watch people's reactions. And one of those people I actually put in my top five list that we're going to talk about later. Okay, cool. Um, it has to be a personality that I enjoy. If I don't like the person, I'm not going to like your channel. I can't work past, oh, you know, he, he has an annoying voice. He makes, you know, terrible jokes. Like, I, I can't get past that. Um, okay, I got gotcha. you. Next, content. It has to keep me coming back. So I value consistency. So I'm kind of a boring person, I'd say. I like things that when I come back, I know what I'm getting. So every time I click on your video, I know the level of quality that I'm getting. I know generally what the topic is. And I'm comfortable in the fact that, like, I'm ready for this video. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I, I understand. Yeah, you're, you're like ready for it because you see the name of the person and you're like, okay, this guy, he's going to make me laugh this time. Or this guy, he's going to, you know, review something. And yeah, so I, I like the consistency. And in that, I do like an upload consistency. And, and this is where we disagree because right. I think that that's part of your branding just as much as anything else. I can um, see that. Because like as an avid YouTube person myself, I am waiting for your videos. <laughs> I am that guy at 11.59 that's waiting for the <laughs> banger. Because um, it's it's like, that's really important. It shows who you are as a person. If you can't put out, you know, one video a month, then I really don't feel like you're going to be that invested. So it's more like a, it's almost like a job interview type thing. It's I, like, okay, I'm, yeah, I got yeah, you. I'm like critiquing sort of your personality, like, what you bring to the table and like, if I like that or not, Um, it's kind of like a, you know, they're not, you're not paying them, but you are giving them your time and your time is valuable such that, you know, you're not just going to give this away. Yeah. You you need to like come here and like do this and impress me. It's like a, like a job interview. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially they do work for me. Like they're creating content for the watchers, not, not, I actually never thought of it that way. Yeah. Not Chris specifically, but they're doing it for all the Chris's of the world. Your demographic. Yes. So one channel I wanted to bring up when we're talking about consistency, channel awesome. Uh, So I don't know if you've, you've probably heard of channel awesome or probably seen some of the videos. So have you ever watched a nostalgia critic video? I have not. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you need to do that. First of all. (laughs) Okay. um, My bad. Second of all. (laughs) So. Um, the Nostalgia Critic series is amazing. So what he does is he'll go through movies, go through movies of the past, 
He'll watch them, and it's the same concept. It's like I'm watching his reaction to them, and he's talking about mostly how bad they are. And, like, it's him critiquing. And I love talking about how bad things are. Like, that's one of my favorite hobbies is criticizing things. So, like, to me, that's really great. But the rest of Channel Awesome is, like, the other people. And, And, like, not every video is going to be a Nostalgia Critic video. And I dislike that. When I subscribe to something... I'm subscribing to, I want to be able to subscribe to Nostalgia Critic. I don't want to subscribe to Channel Awesome and the four different people that run it um, who all put out different videos. That's not what I'm about. So when I talk about consistency, that is part of it. Okay, yeah, I got you. Channel Awesome would have been in my top list, for the record, if it was just Nostalgia Critic. Right, so uh, I would like to just clarify something. What I say, like, I don't care about consistency, and I don't, I don't think I'm being misrepresented, but it's like, when I see a channel, it's like, I have a consistent upload schedule. I'm going to upload every single day, uh, this day, at this time. I, don't, I certainly don't hold that against them. Right. And believe me, I understand if a channel uh, posts every day to YouTube. I get it. You've got bills to pay, and that's probably the best way to get the money. Post yeah. enough videos. Get. I understand completely. you got to finagle these bagels, yeah. you know? You, not every video is going to be great. You don't have to like make every video a banger. And if you want to like put videos out consistently and then put out your bangers, great. And if mm-hmm. you want to take your time and then put out your bangers, that's even better. And uh, one of the video uh, channels that is not on my top five that I'd like to talk about is uh, Video Game Donkey. Uh, video Game Donkey is a very popular YouTuber. And I think that he shows like uh, you can have very consistent style of your videos and still uh still have a lot to talk about other than that he generally makes comedy videos where he plays video games and he'll do something silly in them to try to make you laugh but he also has very serious videos where he talks Mm. about something that generally has to do with the video game industry or uh the culture or the ideas surrounding video games like he had a video uh called Video Games Journalists, where he talked about uh, the uh, quality of video games journalism. And that's something that was very pertinent at the time. A lot of people mm-hmm. have a lot of things to say about video games journalism. And mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that video. And he also had a video about the movie The Shining. It's a movie that I kind of like. I watch a lot of movie reviewers I have two on my top five list, but I watch a lot of movie reviewers, and I honestly think with that one video, with not really practicing movie reviews, I think you did a great job. And mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm certainly not a director, I don't have anything to say, but it was a video that was very satisfying to me, being somebody that really likes that style of video. So mm-hmm. Video Game Donkey, he makes me laugh, and he also uh, puts out pertinent videos that are high quality, and he yeah. has a fairly consistent upload schedule he doesn't upload at any specific day of the week but he uploads a couple of videos every month uh with some relative degree of consistency Mm -hmm. so like what what you just mentioned reminded me of a channel it's like something it kind of reminds me of the way our podcast works in that we cover a variety of different topics not to toot our own horn here but we cover a variety of different topics one topic in each uh, specific, you know, podcast. Right. So, casually explained. Um, I you have both, heard of you, Yeah, you and I both <laughs> know about it. Uh, great channel. So, he, he like, 
has little drawings and they're really cute. You just have to go check it out. Yeah. It basically goes through each topic and like explains it in a way that's very humorous and also has inside jokes for the individual communities that it's about. So I thought the I thought the evolutionary tier list was comedic brilliance. And I'm not exact I thought that was so funny. <laughs> he yeah, he he makes some masterpieces. So yeah. what we keep talking about the list. Let's go ahead and go into it. All right. I'll go first. So right. the first channel is my absolute all-time favorite. Other than this one, my channels are no specific order, but this one is number one. This channel is called Every Frame of Painting. Yeah. Every Frame of Painting are videos from a movie editor. His name is Tony Zhao, uh-huh. and he makes videos about specific techniques that they use in movies he makes videos about specific directors he makes videos about specific movies and every single video that he puts out is an absolute banger he put out one video where he actually talked about mistakes that he made in his own videos and i thought he was out of his mind i said tony (laughs) your videos are perfect yeah, I picture sweet. you just called him on the phone. <laughs> Tony, my guy. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck you're trying to pull. <laughs> and he's actually he's actually stopped making YouTube videos. He doesn't make them anymore. He hasn't uh, uploaded a new video in years. And he's still by far my favorite channel. I love all of his videos. I think they're all they're all so they're good. They're so good. And he's <laughs> he's so smart. And you can really tell. You can really tell how much he work he's put into making them and how intelligent he is on the the subjects that he covers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he works within the movie industry and yeah. his videos are creative. They talk about uh, my favorite video of his uh, hmm I don't actually know but the video I'm thinking of right now is on ensemble staging. I had no idea what ensemble staging is before uh, Tony pointed it out before he made a video about it. But now that I've seen the video, I've watched it a couple times. Now that I've <laughs> studied the video, I can point I can point it out. It, when I go to see movies, I can point it out and I say, that's ensemble staging. And ensemble staging is something that I really, really like in movies. Mm-hmm. So definitely check out every frame of painting. Right. I know he's not going to upload any more videos. You will not be disappointed. Okay. okay. My... Second uh, YouTube channel I'm going to talk about uh, in a very similar vein is called Good Bad Flicks. Hmm. Let me tell you a little story. Okay. Long time ago, years and years ago, there was another Tristan. He was 15-year-old Tristan. Hmm. And he was very, very pretentious, (laughs) especially, especially about movies. 15-year-old Tristan watched some YouTube channels about movies and movie reviewers, and he thought he knew it all. He thought he knew what made a movie a good movie. He said that if they gave him the money, he would make an amazing blockbuster. Mm. And he was wrong, as many people are. But it was a movie that proved him wrong. 15-year-old Tristan had just watched Schindler's List, and he thought it was amazing. Mm -hmm. And it is a good movie. It's a great movie. I hold that to this day. He thought it was a masterpiece. He Mm. didn't think other movies could live up to that standard. He actually was concerned. He's like... I don't know if I'm really going to like other movies as much. Dang, poor Tristan. So 15-year-old Tristan went home from his friend's house after watching that movie, and he sat on the couch. He turned on the TV. He looked at the TV guide, and he saw the title of a movie that would change his life. 
That movie is called Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, no. And it is amazing. (laughs) Killer Clowns from Outer Space is an amazing movie, and Good Bad Flicks has a video about it. Good Bad Flicks has two main uh, series of videos, Good Bad Flicks and the Exploring series. In the Good Bad Flicks series, he goes through the plot points and he talks about what the movie was about. Uh, it is, it's spoilers. You, you're going to get spoilers if you watch the videos. But my favorite is the Exploring series. In the Exploring series, you might get spoilers, but his intention is, is to give you how the movie was created. Uh, I, I, I learned a lot watching that movie, a lot about like how w- the actual process that actually goes into creating these movies and how some really big movies just have these really cool stories from their shoots. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he did a video on good, bad flicks. He did a video about Killer Clowns from Outer Space that really resonated with me. He said, look, it's a horror comedy movie about clowns from that are aliens and they come in a ufo and they turn people into cotton candy and they drink their blood from the cotton candy and it's good it's creative it's fun to watch and 15 year old tristan learned from that movie that there's so much more to movies other than making you have emotional relevations about the horrors that man can provide it's also just about being entertained and good bad flicks really shows why 15 year old tristan was wrong Mm -hmm. the third youtube channel that Chris knows very well is called Bro Science Life. Oh, yes. Bro Science Life was one of the biggest, uh, is one of the biggest weightlifting and fitness YouTube channels. It is a satirical comedy channel where a character named Dom Mazzetti, who is a huge douchebag, who is (laughs) functionally illiterate from New Jersey, (laughs) learns your ass on bro science <laughs> it actually it gives a good description of what bro science is too in his first video what is bro science is bro science is lifting advice from an unqualified bro that <laughs> looks like he lifts you don't need to prove that what he said is true because your eyes just confirmed it for you he's mm-hmm. big he's doing something right and it's mm-hmm. funny it's high quality videos and he's a extremely talented writer in my opinion yeah, he has he his is. character that's super well thought out uh, it's always got something to say, and he's actually managed to squeeze a lot of content out of going to the gym, which yeah. is very not easy. It feels There's like always... he's been struggling lately. Speaking of inconsistent upload schedules, <laughs> when we talk about yeah. Dom Mazzetti, <laughs> Good Bad Flicks is actually the only <laughs> is the only channel on my list with a really consistent upload schedule. <laughs> Who's next? Uh, next is is Seth Zintach. I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that right. Seth Zintach uh, used to be a League of Legends YouTube video creator, and now he just does game reviews. Uh, mm. He's not very special when it comes to regarding the quality of the games. He doesn't have too mm. much to say about them. It's not like he's an amazing reviewer, but he's funny. And that's what I look... I come to his channel to laugh. His video about Lucio, the Mandingo warrior, is literally one of the funniest things I have ever watched. Uh, <laughs> it's a video review of a character in a video game, and a lot of people would not like it. I'll say that. But if you don't take it too seriously, you'll like it a lot. The last one is called Core A Gaming. Core A Gaming is a channel that is mostly about fighting games, Street Fighter, Tekken, Dragon Ball Fighters, etc. And it has these really great video essays about 
things that are pertinent to the fighting game community, but not mm-hmm. necessarily having anything to do with the fighting game community. Like, hmm. for example, he talks about, I think I showed you this video before, Chris. He talks about uh, adult skill acquisition in his video talking about where he discusses getting better at fighting games and how you can oh. get, it's like, how can you get better at something? How can right. you define what getting better is? And mm-hmm. how can you, sure, you practice, but in what way do you practice? And he has uh, this really great video that came out recently. It was called, uh, it was about community. And not just the community within the fighting games, but communities like churches and countries, nations, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really good. And he he shows how, uh, this is going to sound really pretentious. 15-year-old Tristan's coming back. Mm, uh-oh. At Core A Gaming teaches you how aspects within the FGC apply to greater life, to, to real life, about how community and dedication and discipline can not only apply to Street Fighter, but can also apply to life. Okay. All right, Chris, what are YouTube channels? All right. Um, so this is not in any particular order. Um, I, I would say that the first one I do want to mention is someone I have criticized a lot in the past. Um, so it's called The Needle Drop. And so a lot of you have probably heard of Anthony Fantano, the internet's busiest music nerd. Um, but what he does is he reviews music. And... I've had it's like a love-hate relationship <laughs> with Anthony. I that's silly I, melon. I I can't explain it. It's just like a lot of his political views I don't agree with. You know, there are a lot of different things about his personality that come out that you know. But none of that matters because I have to he tip does my make hat good to content. him. He makes amazing content. He's a very intelligent person. He knows how to describe music in such a way that I want to listen to it, no matter what it is. I can. I can go on, I can just watch any of his videos. Sometimes I will do that. He'll pop up in my subscription box. I'll just click on the video and just listen to him talk about music. And I'm inspired to listen to music. It's like he reinvigorates my passion for music sometimes. Just in the way that he uses his language. I can tell from the way that he speaks just how passionate he is about music. And, you know, it. it's... I, I feel like we're brothers in that way. You know, I can see that in him. So, you know, I got to respect him for that. Strong nine to a light 10 <laughs> is what I give his channel. Um, next, I'm going to say, this is a more comedic one, uh, Cody Co. So Cody Co started out on Vine, and he made a couple of Vines that got kind of big, and then he he popped into YouTube. He started making some quality content. He's He's the person I was talking about. That is one of the reactionary YouTubers. So I watch him watching videos of <laughs> other people. And it's really funny. Like, it's the kind of content I enjoy it more than PewDiePie. I do like PewDiePie sometimes just because he's just flat out silly. But like, Cody is my favorite uh, pessimistic uh, <laughs> YouTuber because he'll just like sit there and just like. It, my favorite is he calls it um, pepper spray comedy that's on Instagram because he goes through all of the just the freaking rape jokes like that goes all through Instagram comedy and he just like shakes his head at it and makes so much fun of it and it, it just cracks me up. So Jeez, I didn't know Instagram was that wild. No, it's really Jeez. once he once he points it out to you, you start to realize it and you're like, dang, Instagram is rapey. But anyways, um, so that's, you know, number two. Um Number three, I'd have to say Z Reviews. So, Zeus Pantera, uh, he reviews audio, 
Uh, he straps a GoPro to his head and he stands in front of speakers <laughs> and he talks. And God, Ed, I, he's another one that I have a love-hate relationship <laughs> with. He's a hilarious guy. And he tells, the reason I found him, the reason I liked him so much is because he reviewed cheap audio. And I love, you know, cheap, good speakers and headphones. And you can tell that he's passionate about it as well. He just, sometimes he can't even talk. He'll just like make noises. And <laughs> I feel it. Like I understand. I'm like, I'm with you there, Zeos. I get you. So Z reviews, <laughs> you're on there. Yeah, exactly. Like sometimes you just gotta, sometimes <laughs> it's like orgasmic noises as well. But, you know, um... Chris has, I lived with Chris. He has definitely nutted to a set of speakers. <laughs> Let the record show. So I'm going to put the daily wire on there. Um, I think I'd put it at the bottom is because it falls under the, the same spell that channel awesome does. And the fact that you have multiple different people posting things on it. So right. when you subscribe to it, you're not simply subscribing to Michael Knowles. You're not simply subscribing to Ben Shapiro. You're subscribing to the whole squad. So I, I enjoy it. The whole squad it. finna hit. <laughs> exactly. I enjoy it. Um, but for that reason, I had to like knock it down. It's probably number five. Um, but it, it's, you know, it's a politically run channel. I love Ben Shapiro. Um, my favorite squeaky, uh, pessimistic political analyst. Ben Shapiro yeah. is a character. Ben Shapiro is my favorite comedian. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, my last one, I'm going to put David Lade. So David Lade is a fitness YouTuber. You knew I had to have some form of lifting on here. Um, the reason I like David Lade is not... So we talked about quality. We talked about consistency. Um, David Lade has no consistency. So when, when he makes a video, like you know it's going to be somewhat about lifting, but you don't know like what's going on in the video. You don't know where he is. Sometimes he's in another part of the world. I've watched the man grow up, though. I still think of him as a boy. You know, <laughs> I watched because he's grown so much, not only in terms of musculature, but I've watched his personality change. I've watched the quality of his YouTube videos accelerate exponentially. Uh, he owns like 17 cameras now. And he like is basically a filmmaker, and he like loves his drones. It's like really having epic. a son, but you're actually <laughs> proud of him. Yes. <laughs> so David Lade, that's my boy. That's number five. All right. Yeah. This was Mountain Meditations. Uh, this episode is why is YouTube popular? We're gonna sign off here. Uh, yeah. I'm Tristan, and I'm Chris. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>